Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey everybody just real quick before the show started uh this is steve and i just wanted to let you know for all the latest information on our podcast Hit us up on Twitter at E-I-L-F Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict, uh, basically... Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies With a one last plot holes a gratuitous It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen At the far end of the universe, there is a planet ruled by a being of utter evil. And there is only one man who dares challenge him. They are locked in a battle to the death. A battle that will take them across the heavens. Stop him! A battle that will finally be fought. I want them to get down and brought to me! Across the face. some backup. Can you show us the way? Of course. No. Somebody help me! From a distant galaxy, they have come to Earth. Dolph Lundgren as He-Man, Frank Langella as Skeletor. Only they have the powers to be. Masters of the universe, live the adventure. Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from, from movies. movies. And tonight! Oh, tonight. Oh, we finish off the shortest month <laughs> with 1987's masters of the universe yeah we do babe yes steve this is one of my favorite movies for good reason i'm angry i didn't <laughs> see this movie as a child this is one of those uh yeah I, it was perfect i was six years old when it came out and oh you yeah. were the perfect age yeah and you know i watch it again it still holds up it's mm-hmm. amazing 100 percent. but first i'm a little parched oh well that's good because we have some bears oh what kind of bears you got, babe? we have to start 
Killer Grove Blood Orange Wheat Ale from Talisman Brewing. Batch number 23 out of Ogden, Utah. This crisp and refreshing wheat beer is brewed using honey malt and blood orange. It is a balance of sweetness that pairs well with the tart blood orange. Cheers! Okay. (laughs) I'm going to pop my top. Oh, my top! All right. Ooh, blood orange right off uh, off the bat on the nose and the pour. Yeah. Yeah, nice hazy beer. It's got a little bit of pinkish hue, a nice frothy white head. Ooh, so much head. I'm going to have to suck some head. Ah. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Steve's going in for the sip. Mm, he's taking it straight from the long neck. Yeah. Don't forget to work the shaft. Yeah, it's a little dark. But yeah, a little tartan I was expecting, uh, but... This has definitely changed. Yeah. We had this in the brewery and it was not quite this tart, so it may have gone a, a little sour, which that totally happens with fruit beers. Yeah. But you know what? It's still totally drinkable. doesn't yeah. taste funky. Yeah, it's nice, mellow. Uh, it's not too boozy, I'm sure. It's like 4%, like everything else. Uh, yeah, yep, 4%. Like 4%. Yeah, it's got a little bit of, like, the citrus obviously is first and foremost but it's got a little bit of the, the clove characteristic in the back like the hefeweizen should mm-hmm. yeah just a nice little uh, well-rounded all-day drinking beer yeah delicious mm. so masters of the universe oh yes yes from director gary goddard who's he steve oh wait we interviewed him That's on this right. here freaking podcast yes he's the creator of captain power and the soldiers of the future oh steve's one true love it's true um and then he directed this movie and then he decided to make theme park attractions all over the world and is probably <laughs> a bazillionaire right now but uh yeah you can check out our interview with him back in december around christmas time it was fucking awesome <laughs> yeah and of course also starring dolph lundgren as he-man who's he steve um Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Grace Jones' boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Ivan okay. Drago? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Frank Langella as Skeletor. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, my God. He owns it, owes it, owns it so much. Yeah, and Courtney Cox is in this movie, as well as Meg Foster, uh, James Tolkien, and the reason for being part of the shortest month, Billy Barty as Gwildor. Yeah! Is this his second or third appearance on this here podcast? I think it's his second. Maybe third if we include Willow. But yeah, he... Oddly enough, he's been in nearly 200 movies and television shows during Holy his career. Holy cow! Uh, he starred in a Mickey's series uh, starting when he was three years old in 1927. Holy cow! And then this movie was 60 years after that. Like, he uh, was in like... a. He was the baby in Bride of Frankenstein when he was 11, uh, Under the Rainbow, Legend, uh, UHF, you know, all <laughs> classics. But yeah, he's Gwildor in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, music by Bill Conti. Who's he, Steve? He's the guy that does, like, the music to Rocky. And, <laughs> oh, shit. like, oh, and the Karate Kid. Oh, like, yeah. Like, some of the greatest music of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> and this totally isn't Star Wars music. I, I don't even know why you would say such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but we start off, and we know we're off to a good start with the Canon Films logo popping up on the screen. Oh, yeah. Sadly, isn't this the movie that uh, put them under? The, yeah, the, between this and uh, Superman 4, possible future episode. <laughs> oh, um, shit. <laughs> I think between the two of them, that basically bankrupted them. They, they had made some great profits and then they put a lot of money into these two to kind of take it to the next level and be the next big like universal and stuff like that but it totally ruined their uh, their thing of sponsor one movie by by having the other make one movie with the money they got from selling the movie right after it yeah 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 yeah, yeah it totally is not a pyramid scheme i don't know why you would say that <laughs> totally not <laughs> uh so then we uh get a little backstory about uh the the planet of eternia and this evil guy skeletor who's taken over control from the sorceress and i did not realize that he-man lived on another planet i think i just figured yeah. it was another dimension yeah yeah it was a completely other planet <laughs> and uh unfortunately because they were running out of money this doesn't take place on Eternia too much. <laughs> oh, it totally does. It just only takes place in the temple. Yeah, of, in one, uh, one stage setting, yeah. <laughs> Which is a gorgeous stage setting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. By the way, that, I'm pretty sure that temple, I know we're going to get to it, but uh, designed by the same guy, the, the ape builders from Planet of the Apes, who designed the museum. Possibly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, all the, uh, the designs for this movie by Mobius. <gasps> yeah! Jean Girard, a.k.a. Mobius. Did the character designs. So, those of you out there may be going, Izzy, who's Mobius? Have you ever seen a little movie called The Blade Runner? Have you seen a little movie called Alien? Uh, he's the guy who designs the spaceships, who designs the worlds, who does, like, the character building. Yeah, I think he did Dune. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, but basically everything cool in sci-fi. Oh, uh, yeah. He basically traced back to Or fantasy movies. He did a lot of... Yeah, he also did some westerns. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he did a bunch of French uh, Western comics, and so a lot of his stuff is Western-inspired, too. Nice. Yeah, I wonder... look at Mobius. His art is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, do you think he did the uh, designs of the Stormtrooper? I'm sorry, uh, the minions of Skeletor? You know what? I actually couldn't find the concept art for those, so I don't yeah. know if he did. <laughs> I mean, probably, but Steve, I showed you the concept art for, like, He-Man. Oh, yeah, they're they're freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, phenomenal. And, and actually, as awesome as those pictures were, they actually kept to them pretty well, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know, I, I well, enjoy the designs. If you're going to have a master craftsman, like, designing your characters. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, the costumes, everything, this movie is good. It's built well. Yeah. Whenever I hear people talk about Masters of the Universe, it's like, oh, Dolph Lundgren couldn't speak and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, that's what ADR is for. Don't worry about it. He's uh, also an alien. Why does he got to be speaking English? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Everybody's like, oh, well, I don't know. The, the, the midget in the puppet suit, he's also an alien. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and also, I mean, sure, Frank Langella, Skeletor... Speaks the king's English, you know, like he's performing at the Globe or something. Yeah. But you know, Dolph Lundgren, you know, not everyone can be Skeletor. Well, I know we're gonna get there, but Skeletor may actually be the rightful heir to this throne. Steve and I decided. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know, he's simply like speaking the language of his people. But yeah, so yeah, basically, we get the introductions. Uh, Castle Grayskull, uh, Skeletor's in charge, and he's basically like, "There's only one man who can stop me." He-Man! He's the one the prophecy has foretold. <laughs> and he's like, something like, when the great eye of the universe or whatever opens to me, then I will be all-powerful, 
Oh, that's right. Evil Lynn says, like, at last the universe will be ours. He's like, yeah. no! Mine! <laughs> <laughs> so he wants all of the power. If I if I don't have everything, then I have nothing. Yeah, it's I'm all like, or none, baby. Like, that's a pessimistic point of view, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the attitude of a winner, Steve. Yeah. So we, we start off with the music. It's not like Star Wars. It's basically dark versus light. <laughs> nice. uh, I, I was surprised the Force didn't pop up in this movie. I guess, well, I guess it kind of does a little later. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, we're introduced to He-Man, played by Dolph Lundgren, who is He-Man. I mean, yeah. he's ripped. He's covered in gun butter. He, he's blonde. Yeah. He's got the hair. Actually, his hair is way better than He-Man's hair. What is with He-Man and the bowl cut, by the way? Uh, early 80s? I, I don't know. He-Man has the hairstyle of an angry lesbian. Maybe it was originally, like, Belgian or something. Like, like yeah, so uh, so He-Man's attacked by stormtroopers shooting lasers at him, but luckily his uh, sword that is not made out of light is still able to reflect the lasers back at him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, basically he saves uh, this creature caught in a net. <laughs> And no, it's not from Planet of the Apes, so we gotta get that. <laughs> but uh, it's this uh, this alien called Gwildor, who's an inventor, and he's created these wonderful things that Skeletor is trying to get a hold of, so he can travel travel through space and time and stuff time like that. In space. It's called the Cosmic Keys. <laughs> so he takes him back to his cave. Oh yeah, that's right. It's He Man, Tila, and Man of Arms. Yes, the, for the trifecta. Uh, Gwildor takes him back to his cave and shows him the cosmic keys. And, of course, they get attacked by stormtroopers again. No! Uh, but luckily they use the keys to transport out of out of the trap. But they land in this mysterious place called Earth. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. Earth. Oh, that's right. No, yeah, that's right. They go to the castle to try to free the sorceress. And then they get attacked. That's right. That's right. It's like, yeah, with, with the cosmic keys, we can go in and free the sorceress and get her out of there uh but you know it ends up being a trap they attack and they're like pinned but they're like ah oh, we have to escape through the portal and he just randomly starts typing in numbers and when they go through they end up in earth yeah and that's right well basically during that time uh we found out skeletor already has a key so there's he copied like, it. i guess there's two of them yeah um and they basically have until moonrise when the great eye opens to oh. Uh, free the sorceress and stop Skeletor That's and blah blah blah. when the great eye opens is when all of the priestesses' powers go to Skeletor. Yeah. The sorceress. You're the sorceress. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, so we got the ticking clock. Skeletor is able to track the the cosmic key. He's got like a low jack or something yep. on it. And so it explains how they're able to find him on Earth eventually. <laughs> and then when they land on Earth, they have trouble finding Gwildor. Um, and he's like face down in, in like a puddle and i'm like oh no he's gonna go out like well spoiler alert for a movie that just came out i'll save it save it save it <laughs> we almost lost Gwildor to a puddle <laughs> but when they went through the portal apparently they lost the key and they're trying to find it because without it obviously they can't get back to uh, eternia and save the sorceress and i don't know the universe i guess but they hear something in the forest <gasps> what is that what and they draw their guns draw their swords and there's a random cow in the forest. What, what, why is there a cow in the forest? I think I can speak with it. <laughs> oh. 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 Yeah, why, why is there a cow in the forest in Pasadena? I don't know. 
Well, and it's also so close to the uh, barbecue joint that uh, right? Courtney that's Cox works special. at. That's almost suspicious. <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> Have you seen my friends? Moo. Moo. <laughs> like, kind of smells like they're over here, but basted in some sort of barbecue sauce. And <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's the I know what you ate last night. Like, so if I know what you did last summer, he's Ooh. the cow with the fish hook who's going to go through and kill all the teens. Yeah, that's the one. Uh. <laughs> He's just waiting for somebody to fuck so we can kill him. <laughs> <laughs> he he looked at He-Man's outfit. Who, by the way, everybody else is dressed in like reasonable clothing for oh, a yeah. war. He-Man is wearing nothing but suspenders and a diaper. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dressed for war. <laughs> well, it's, so he's nimble, you know. Uh, and, Ma- and maximum efficiency of movement. Tila's outfit isn't uh, nimble. Yeah, she's basically in, like, a jumpsuit. Yeah, same with Master at Arms. <laughs> Look, if you had guns like that, you'd have them drawn at all times. I ah. do have guns like that, babe. Ah! Mm. Ah! Maybe if you had more gun butter on them. Butter me up! <laughs> see? <laughs> oh, there we go. All right, I can see it now. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, we meet Courtney Cox, who's working as a waitress at this barbecue joint. Uh, we find out it's her last day, and she's going to New Jersey, and basically at this point I'm like, so wait, is she playing the the chick in the Bruce Springsteen video, and now she's going to Jersey <laughs> yeah. to like be there full-time or something? Uh-huh. Okay, be like yeah, a because now she's in love. Alright, alright. Basically, uh, she's saying she needs a fresh, clean slate. Uh, we find out it's because her der- parents died in a plane crash. A uh, private plane crash. Their private plane. Yeah, going out to Catalina. Flying out to Catalina. They wanted to go to the beach for the day, and I didn't want to go, so they decided to fly to Catalina instead. And so I'm basically like, okay, so she's rich now, and she just wants mm-hmm. to go to New Jersey and start over. Uh, she also has a boyfriend that she's been going out with for... Since, like, middle school. Yeah, for, like, four or five years, and, and she's And her friend's 18. like, uh, if you don't marry him, you're gonna make the biggest mistake of your life. And she's like, I just have to get away from everything that includes him. Yeah. By the way, I leave for the airport in, like, 45 minutes. Where is he? He's my ride. Yeah, yeah, basically, like, he has, like, three hours until my flight takes off, and he's like, oh, so you'll be able to come and check out my sound check before you go? Wait, what? No, that's not Apparently how it's senior prom. Work. She's flying out senior prom night? Yeah. <laughs> Like I hope she graduated early. I, I don't know. Whatever. She's, not She's rich be there now. For graduation. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, so she's making incredible life decisions. And um, <laughs> you know what? I will grant it. She's acting like an eighteen-year-old who just got a shit ton of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess she got that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, instead of uh, going to the sound check immediately, they have to make a quick stop first at the cemetery. That's right. Say goodbye to her parents one last time. And she says, it's my fault they're dead. Wait, what? (laughs) Did she sabotage the plane? What's going on? She's like, no, we were going to go to the beach, but I decided to hang out with with you, my boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, And so they're like, all right, cool, have fun studying or whatever, you know, waka waka. And uh, (laughs) we'll just take the plane out to Catalina. And of course, what happened happened. It's like, oh, yeah, you totally killed him. Yep, it's all you. Yeah. No, no other way of looking she at that. She was busy getting laid. That's why they got to break up. <laughs> Maybe uh, she's joining a nunnery in New Jersey. Maybe. I'm sure they got one of those, right? Oh, at least one. Yeah. They have Catholics. <laughs> uh, while they're at the cemetery, though, they find this weird little shimmering piece of machinery. And it's the key. They found the cosmic key. They have no idea what it is, though. They're saying it's like a Japanese synthesizer or something. Yeah. So I have this written down when uh, Wilder's trying to track down the key because he's got the low jack for it too. 
And they're asking him, like, how far away is it? It's like, it's within a parsec eon. And, I'm sorry, what? There's all sorts of, like, random-ass measurements and stuff thrown out. Because, you know, Eternia, yeah. it's not going to be kilograms and, I don't know, uh, stuff like that. But it's always like, ah, that's not a thing. It, like, like a parsec eon, that's that's time, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so. We then go about an hour later to the sound check. Uh, the boyfriend, I forget his name. We'll just call him Kyle. <laughs> All right, Kyle's there uh, doing a sound check. Oh shit, I forgot that's your brother's name. Yeah, I say. Uh, uh, Stan? We'll call him Stan? Kevin? I think it's Kevin. Kevin? We'll call him Kevin. Never down. Yeah, okay, I think it's Kevin though. All right. Cougar Mellingham. No uh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Kevin's there doing a sound check. Uh, Kevin the boyfriend. And she's there just sitting around and just bored out of her goddamn mind, as one would be. And so... Uh, Oh, that's right, he starts playing around with the key, and it starts doing these weird little, I don't know, electric light show kind of things. But it's, you know, op- opening a portal, but they, they don't know that. <laughs> and um, that's how Skeletor is able to, like, oh, there they are, quick, send send a team of Blade and Sorod and Beastman and Karg, who's basically like a human bat boy kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. They send these uh, these random characters who weren't in the cartoon, but... Well, I guess Beastman was, but still pretty cool. And I think he goes... Yes, yeah, right. He goes to the record store to show his buddy Charlie and find out what it is. Charlie, it's not the record store. It's the, the music, like the instrument shop. Charlie oh. Oh, knows yeah, every yeah, instrument yeah. and he knows how to fix anything electrical. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And Charlie seems weirdly, like, nonchalant about the whole thing. He's more interested in his keyboard. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, cool. That looks great. Boop, 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 boop. But, uh, so he goes to Charlie's, but he leaves Julie behind there, and it's like, oh yeah, I just, I, I know she says something like, oh yeah, I just want to walk around and see the place one last time, and it's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're cutting a clean slate, you're cutting it clean, yeah. why are you even there? You, you gotta be at the airport in 20 minutes. <laughs> right? It's like, oh no, it's a private jet, they'll wait for me. Uh, but, um, Skeletor's squad, uh, assassin squad basically shows up. And uh, we thought it was a coach, but it ended up being the janitor, Carl, kind of shows up and is like, hey, what are you guys doing here? Right. Blah, blah, blah. He, so there's a guy, he's wearing a Letterman jacket with a big C on it, and he goes, hey, you can't be here. Yeah. And all gruff and all of that. He's a coach. Yeah, he looks like a coach. But if, uh, yeah, they say later, like, oh, yeah, all we found in there was the janitor, and he got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, I think that was a script malfunction. Maybe. Yeah. He's the goddamn coach. So, yeah, so the squad shows up. They basically set the whole fucking school on fire. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're chasing Julie around, like, almost getting her. But then she runs out to the streets. Uh, luckily, He-Man just happened to be in the neighborhood. Right. Uh, but he's like, hey, what are you wanting from, little girl? Oh, my God! Oh, my God! What? Oh, my God! Oh, my God! There's, like, a big hairy guy and a lizard dude and a dude with a bunch of swords. And he's like, oh, I think I know those guys. Let's <laughs> go back right here. Back. Yeah. Also, she's petting her a lot. Yeah. During like a couple of these scenes, he's like, "You're okay," and he's, he's like petting her hair, he's petting comforting her back. Her, babe. He's nearly naked. Yeah. Uh, by the way, she's not even thrown off by that either. Like no. this naked guy, like an S and M gear and a giant fucking claymore on his back. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, "Oh yeah, that's cool, broadsword, bro." Um, but yeah, there's these guys chasing me, and they and got he's lasers like, and shit. So glistening. I just keep thinking, like, ugh, what is he smelling like? Oh, 
Mm. He's been fighting a war in the Eternia Desert wearing just a leather bikini bottom. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. <laughs> God, Leo Strath. They get there, He-Man starts fighting them off with his sword and dodging laser blasts and stuff. And then Tila and Man of Arms, Man at Arms show up and they start shooting back. And so this whole big shootout in this alley, you know, boxes yeah. everywhere. You know, you know the scene. Oh, that's right. We got the sword fight between He-Man and Blade. Yeah. That was pretty sweet. Uh, but yeah, basically, you know, they win. Um, the good guys run off. Uh, and I think the bad guys end up retreating or something too yep. when like the cops show up or they hear the cops coming or I, I think he, he man was just whooping their he ass. He man was and... beating their ass and so they ran off. That's right. And uh so then we cut back to the high school which is burning down. Right? That's when the boy the boyfriend shows up back at the high, the high school and is like, "Oh my god, my girlfriend's in there." And I'm like, "No, high school boy? Oh shit, my band my all my band oh, instruments." Oh my equipment. Yeah. Oh you can get you're you're eighteen. You can get another girlfriend. You're more gonna be more obsessed about that keyboard. My keyboard, no. Right? And the amp that went with it. That was brand new, man. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so I forgot to mention too. Like, so when they're playing with the synthesizer still in the hall before he goes and takes it to Charlie to get it checked out, he just plugs it into his amp. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about this instrument, no. right? That no. could damage an amp potentially. It could absolutely right? blow it out, or or, amps, or could damage the so, what so the new amps thing. are cheap, right? Yeah, amps are very cheap. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're like twenty bucks, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> amps aren't like the most expensive piece of equipment that most musicians have. Probably, I I don't know. I'm I'm not a math musician. Math musician. A math Jesus. A math What's that got to do with anything, Steve? I don't know. I just like comparing myself to our Lord and Savior Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Praise him. Yeah, uh, but back at the school, we're introduced to uh, Detective Lubick, who is played by uh, James Tolkien, uh, Strickland from the Back to the Future movies. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure he's in other things, but that's, th- these two that's movies are all recognize. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Detective Lubick is a brash asshole, as you might suspect being played by that character actor. He's a detective. He doesn't have a partner, though, obviously, because mm. no other cop, I think, has a speaking line in this movie. Right. Uh, but basically, he's like, yeah, it looks like we got poss- possible arson here. And uh, from what I understand, you were the last person to see see anyone in there before. Hmm. Why would I burn it down with all my musical instruments in there? I don't know. Insurance? I don't have insurance. I'm 17 and a half. I barely have a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. All right. I don't need insurance to drive my van yet. And it's not even my van. It's my Uncle Dave's. Well, you're still the number one suspect. So uh, I'm going to throw you in what jail. What possible ar- Ask the coach. I'm sorry. I mean janitor. We demoted <laughs> coach Carl. him. We demoted Coach Carl after that incident. Yeah, no, after, he's the janitor. Of which we don't speak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's right. And uh, Gwildor steals a, a Cadillac yeah. um, and does some upgrades and stuff to it. So it basically just has a lot of flashy lights and a rocket booster on the back. And automatic doors. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the automatic doors. Kind of cool. Oh, yeah. So then we go back to Castle Grayskull and uh, the Assassin Squad's there. Yeah. And they're basically like, oh, they had uh, reinforcements. They completely destroyed us. Uh, we were simply outnumbered. We had to retreat and, uh, you know, re-strategize. And Skeletor <laughs> says, you have failed me! And zaps yeah. Sorod, the lizard dude, and basically vaporizes him. <laughs> basically, he then volunteers Evelyn to be the leader of the group now and go to Earth and take care of business. Gosh, really go now. That's right, they go to uh, Julie's house. 
Yes, her oh, palatial that, that, fucking estate that yeah. she hasn't even packed her shit to move. No, yeah. There's she, like a couple of boxes. Yeah, and, there's, there's like three boxes, but then like yeah. the closets are all full and like the dressers and stuff. She she hasn't planned this well if she's going to the airport like an hour ago. Right? Uh, but yeah, Detective Lubick and uh, Kevin, they, they go back there and wait for her basically because they have no idea where she's at and she wasn't there in the fire that's right there was like food in her fridge and stuff because they get the stuff out of the fridge and put it in the microwave for something to eat it's really cool so they're trying to lock onto the key and uh like oh we're getting some interference from you know from the microwave and like destroy it and so the microwave fucking explodes right <laughs> oh that's right and she has that weird uh it looks like one of those fucking speed guns that cops use or yeah. whatever but she's like able to see uh see back in time of like the fight that happened there a couple hours earlier and he-man whooping everybody's ass and she's like oh i see he-man and uh this girl defeated your 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 posse yeah. you yes. were what was it? you were outclassed i love evelyn in this she is so good yeah yeah yeah, but yeah they they lock on the signal they end up at julie's house that's right the detective took the key back to the precinct uh, but they show up, beat Kevin around, and they put the uh, the truth the, the truth collar on him. Yeah, they put the truth collar on him, and basically it tortures him into being uh, to giving them all the answers they need. Yeah, and he basically tells them like, "Oh yeah, the cop took it. Got to go to the police station or something to get it." Oh yeah, okay. Evelyn like uses the key to get more reinforcements, and uh, the the giant Skeletor has this like throne that he comes through yeah comes through the portal and it looks like i, I swear it's the same thing from uh return of the jedi like one of those uh land cruiser things yeah very much looks like a land cruiser but huge yeah that's right that's right they take one of those to go go to the police station to get the cosmic key or you know get on the trail of it uh meanwhile he-man shows up at julie's house and uh they you know get the collar off of kevin are filled in on like what happened and uh it's around this time i've written down there's 0.61 chromans until moonrise oh no not a chroman which i assume is four to six hours it's a dictation of time steve that's what a chroman is oh well thank you how long is that in earth time it doesn't matter because they don't need to measure in earth time they need to measure in eternia time oh good point oh hey hey pickles If you hear the the chittering of a tiny typewriter, it's just a cat running through the hardwood. Jesus oh, Christ! Oh, here he comes. Don't worry, it's only claws by my ear. No big deal. Hi, vicious beast. But yeah, uh, so he man shows up and they go to Charlie's. Oh no, the detective was going to Charlie's to like oh, yeah, ask to, him to about and collaborate him. a story and yeah. yeah. And then we get the shootout. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, so we get the shootout at Charlie's and they get blown up. Um, they blow the fuck out oh, of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Courtney Cox has has the interdimensional key, and then she gets tricked by Evelyn, who pretends to be your dead mom. Yeah. That's. Yeah. They're like wrestling in the the back room, like while uh, He Man and Men at Arms are like shooting and like holding off all these stormtroopers and stuff. They're yeah, in the Le- back room. Levick's like about to try to shoot people. Get everybody like I don't know I don't even know what he's doing at this point but he's being a nuisance yeah and so they're having like Charlie hold him hostage who really doesn't want to do it <laughs> meanwhile yeah Julia looks out like the back window and sees yeah. her mom down off of the distance Julie <laughs> Julie <laughs> she's not a zombie is she <laughs> it's 
slightly more angelic than that. <laughs> Figure if that were the case, she'd be like, no, fuck that. She's dead. I know that. But uh, basically she goes and like, oh, mom, I missed you. And she's like, yeah, that's sweet, dear. No, no, I'm, I'm totally alive. Uh, your friends have been helping us. Uh, we're just trying to find that thing with all the blinky lights. Do you, do you know where it is? Can you bring it to me? And oh, she's like, I've, I've got it. It's right here. Oh, yeah. And she like runs in like, yeah. oh, my God, you guys are going to believe this. Grabs it and just oh, runs out. And they're like, Julie, what the fuck are you doing? J- J- Julie? Julie? <laughs> of course, at that point, if she came in and said, hey, guys, I got to give this to my dead mom. You think they would like stop finding? Like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Evil wins that battle because Julie is fucking stupid. Yep. Uh, she takes it to her mom, and her mom's evil in you know using some sort of cloaking device or magic. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. Steve, if uh, I don't know, you walked out of work one day, and your dad was waiting there and said, "Steve, I've missed you so much. Can I have your paycheck now?" Mm, no. But. But I'm your father, and I've missed you. I had so to, sure about that. I had to fake my death and uh, and hide from you for your own good. But I need your paycheck. I'm pretty sure that's not true. Just to be safe. Stab. No. So <laughs> <laughs> to make sure you're not full of tiny people. <laughs> <laughs> Aha, your blood's green. I knew it. <laughs> but yeah, basically with the new cosmic key, uh, Evil Inn opens up the door, and Skeletor comes through in his giant throne ship. And there's like a bunch of guys on like hoverboards and Definitely stuff. Definitely not to the March of the Emperor. <laughs> no, not even a bit. Oh, that's right. The uh, Air Centurions are called. The guys on the hoverboards. Oh, yes. The Air Centurions. I'm not going to lie. That's probably the weakest graphic of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. It doesn't really go with physics and stuff. It's obviously just like kind of green screen. Right. Yeah. It's still, I, I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, He-Man ho- is, able, is like fighting them off and hops on one of the hoverboards and goes rounds. Every time one of them gets hit, though, the Air Centurions just fucking explode like fireworks. So here, I'm wondering, since they kind of defy gravity anyway, are they maybe robots? Are they not people? Maybe. Are they droids? That yeah, would make it more PG, I would think. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. Explains why they burst into flames. That's right. Guldor like, uh, snags the key from Evil Lynn. Yeah. Uh, did you use like the grappling hook thing or something like that? Yes. How, how did they get it from her? I forget. I think so. I think he uses, yeah, some sort of like grappling hook thing. Yeah, but yeah, they get the key um, and they like run off and I think they, yeah, that's right. They meet up on the roof and they're trying to figure out the keys, but it's just not quite working. And Goldor tells him like, oh yeah, it'd be, it's all about the notes. That's how you travel through time and space apparently. And I like the scene where they're like trying to like like figure it all out, and behind him you can slowly see Skeletor rising up behind yeah. him in his ship. <laughs> we'll never catch that big old stupid. <laughs> well, especially when they're like, "All right, here's the plan. We'll get back into Grayskull. We'll take him while while they're doing the nap during the ceremony or whatever. We'll just go in there and you know whatever." And then uh, Skeletor basically is like rises up behind him, like, "I don't think you'll be doing that at all." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, basically, uh, you know, they, they fight for a little bit. Yeah, I think Julie, like, tries to, like, grab the cosmic key back and Skeletor, like, blasts it with a lightning bolt or whatever from his hand. You know, totally not like the Emperor. Uh, but it ends up Did like... Get- but, uh, yeah, but basically she gets hit in the leg and Skeletor's like, all right, stop fighting or I'll kill all your friends. He-Man, I just want you. You know, he says it a lot more Frank Langella <laughs> than that, but... He-Man, I'm here for you. That's right. You're the one I want. 
I'll, uh, I'll let your friends live for at least another hour or so until I have eternal power. <laughs> and He-Man's like, all right, that, that sounds like a fair trade. Um, and so he basically, you know, they, they, they cuff He-Man <laughs> with their right. space cuffs uh, and take him back through the portal back to Eternia, uh, leaving the rest of them there on Earth. And the cosmic key's been scrambled by one of Skeletor's lightning bolts, so they can't just, you know, use yeah, that. It's uh, it's a little shorted out, and it's deleted all its memories. So they need a keyboard, and they need a, a master musician. That's right, a master song maker. Yes. Luckily, Kevin is a master song master maker. Master song maker. Um, and here. Oh, you just needed to do the thing it it's been doing for the last like three days. Yeah. Oh, I can do that. Do 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 something like that. <laughs> But, you know, Kevin's Kevin's not confident in himself. He's like, oh, man, I'm, I'm not a master song maker. Uh, I'm just a dumb high school kid. There's nothing unique about me. Like, there's only one of you, Kevin. Only one of anybody. You're a unique, special snowflake, just like everybody else. But, but, but what if I'm not? <laughs> but what if I'm not? Gwildor's uh, words, words of advice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, back at uh, Castle Grayskull... Uh, He-Man is uh, shirtless and tied down and just ready to watch the, the great eye open. Skeletor, you know, saying there, he's like, where are your friends now, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, okay, so Frank Langella in this movie. Fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. Every single line of his is like Macbeth. Like it's, he's, yeah. he is selling that shit. And it's under all that makeup to kind of look like his face is a skull. And like robes and whatever, but yeah, and oh my god, it. he has so much face makeup on; it's crazy. Where is your strength? Where is it gone? Huh? Look at your precious sorceress, an old crone, weak, withering, dying. Are you ready to kneel now, proud warrior? The moon rises to its apex. <sighs> Do you hear? Huh? The Alpha and the Omega. Death and rebirth. And as you die, so will I be reborn. But it, a bit basically, uh, he's got He-Man's sword now, and he puts in that sword lock thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, before this happens, I want you to kneel. He's like, I'll never kneel to you, Skeletor. And he's like, all right, where's the whip boy? And they get that laser whip and just start start going roots on his ass. Just whoosh, whoosh. Oh, that's right. Meanwhile, back on Earth in the park, they're still trying to figure out. Uh, they've like hooked a keyboard up to the key. And so they're like trying to figure out the song. Yep. And that's when uh, Lubick shows back up, and he's like, "Ah, I thought I'd find you guys here in a random ass park." Uh, oh, he followed the Cadillac. Somebody, they, oh, the uh, Charlie went and got them a keyboard so they could make the noises. Oh, that's right, that's right. And he saw it passing down the street. That's yeah, right. yeah, and uh, yeah, Courtney Cox is dying of bubbly leg disease. <laughs> that's exactly what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we get Skeletor's great soliloquy as the great eye starts to yeah. open. I am the power! The power of Skull is mine! That's right. And it's all broadcast over Eternia's hologram television that yeah. I guess they have throughout. I, Skeletor, 
master of the universe. came in with our theory oh and he gets his gold armor yeah yeah well yeah i've written down did the sorceress steal gray skull yeah so steve and i have this theory because we realize gray skull skeletor is a skeleton man yeah he's the only one as far as we can tell so he's probably the last of his species yeah or at least last of his bloodline or whatever that probably owned gray skull yeah so like there's all kinds of different species so like they already mentioned that like the little inventor guy is whatever the hell he is, a Gwibalek. Yeah, Gwildor is a Barkolian bar- bar- or, I don't know. Yeah, something. so there's, we already know there's different races on this planet. Skeletor is part of the skeleton race. It would make sense they built Grey Skull. Yeah. He is really, I think, just reclaiming his birthright. Yeah, maybe the sorceress led like a coup uprising or whatever and just took over. Yeah. And, I don't know. Or maybe they had like... Maybe they had democratic elections. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know the Eternia's government system. All right. I do feel like, though, that it was taken from from the Skeletors. He was just reclaiming his birthright. He is. I mean, he's the only one who got magic armor when the eye opened. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's just because he was standing there. I mean, there were plenty of people nearby and they didn't get shit. Well, spoiler alert, later another character is also going to wield the power of Grey Skull, and he's not going to have magic armor. That's true. Yeah, so yeah, the Great Eye opens, gives Skeletor his super cool gold armor. Yeah. He's reclaimed his birthright, and now he's going to make He-Man kneel. Yeah. But then, boom, the friends from the friends from Earth show up randomly what? in the middle of the ceremony because they finally got the key to work. Uh, with half a ca- half a Cadillac in the park and a brick wall and stuff showing up <laughs> with them, and it's like ah, fight! Well, all the lasers and shit going. So it's they're so lucky they ended up with this very defensible position. Yeah, <laughs> it's very lucky for them. <laughs> so uh, yeah, He Man's able to break free and he gets the sword out of the lock thing and he goes, "I have the power!" Holding Woo! the sword aloft over his head. Uh, we also find out Gold Skeletor apparently has laser eyes now. Laser eyes Skeletor. Yeah, uh, another character who's going to wield the power of Grey Skull soon doesn't get laser eyes when he wields the power of Grey Skull. That's true, he just has this the cool is, sword. This is, which is the sword that Skeletor already has, his birthright. So Skeletor and He Man must face off 
for their final battle. A man <laughs> trying to reclaim his birthright, and another man trying to help the sorceress and prove yeah. himself to be a great warrior. And they fight, and it gets super dark, and <laughs> yeah. it's very backlit. And uh, and lo and behold, there's this bottomless pit thing that doesn't look at all like anything out of Return of the Jedi. I don't know why you would even right? say that. During the fight, uh, the sword breaks Skeletor's staff. And apparently he forgot he had laser eyes because he doesn't use any of his powers. I guess yeah. once the staff is broken, he lost all of his powers. He does He does power down. Yeah. He can no longer Kamehameha. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically uh, he gets thrown down the uh, bottomless pit. And yeah, victory for Eternia. <laughs> and uh, He-Man and the Sorceress and all his posse. But then uh, I've written down, what about Evil Lynn? She ran off during the hubbub. Yes, she did. Where is Evil Lynn? I assume she'd be gathering her forces for the sequel that will sh- will surely come when this is a major motion picture hit. <laughs> so yeah, everybody's like, oh, hey, we're all free. All the stormtroopers have been destroyed and Evil Woo! Lynn's still somewhere, but we got most of them. Detective Lubick basically decides he's going to stay on Eternia and bang 20-something-year-old models, which, you know, wearing a toga all day. Yeah, can't, let's do it. Can't hate on that. Glee Guldor sets the the key to send julie and kevin back home and as she's going back julie like screams something back at him but they get sucked back in and basically she wakes up in her bed and it's like it was all a dream and she goes out in the front room and her fucking parents are walking in the front door oh shit so apparently the cosmic keys can transport you through time and space exactly and so we went back at what a month earlier or whatever before the parents died, and there's I'm like, hey, let's let's go to the beach or let's just stay here. And well, honey, and we've already know you were gonna study. We've already drawn up our flight charts. No, no, steals the maps and the keys to the plane and just runs out of the house. By the way, this is how they died. Yeah, they didn't have a map or a proper way to start it, so yeah. they jump started. They got dad goes ah, I've done this a hundred times. I can figure it out. <laughs> She causes yep. her parents' death. She kills her parents again. No, <laughs> <just>. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't show that part, though. It basically shows her running out, and Kevin is on her way running to her house anyway, so they meet in the street, and they kiss. Yeah. And... It was all real. Look, I still have the snow globe. The goddess gave <laughs> That's me. right. The fucking snow globe thing. <laughs> and then they look up into the sky, and they see oh. He-Man glowing like a constellation. Oh. I have the power! Roll credits. <laughs> this fucking movie. I love it so much. Fucking movie. But wait, it's not over. What? Long before MCU was a thing, we have a post credit scene. What? Yeah. After the credits, which... Do, the, the, the music... Do, 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 yeah, it isn't do, the Star do, Wars do, music do, at all. Wait, what would be... So it's... Do, do. I'm trying to do the like opposite of... Why they didn't. (laughs) But yeah, at the end of the credits, we go to the bottom of that bottomless pit where there's apparently some pinkish red goo, like gack or something at the bottom. Oh, honey, it's the slime from Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a river of slime! But uh, (laughs) up out of it pops Skeletor's head. Ah! And he says, I'll be back. I'll get you next time. I'll look at you next time, Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, yes? what would you recommend Masters of the Universe? 
thousand percent. <laughs> Absolutely. One thousand. Everyone should own this movie. Like I said, I love this movie and it's not even nostalgia, I don't think. I, it's just ridiculous. It's just fucking great. I love it's it. It's just fucking great. And uh, big thanks again to Gary Goddard for letting us talk to him and asking him yes! about this movie. <laughs> oh my God. So good. All right. So Steve, while we were talking real quick, I'm just going to throw in Castle Skull. Tila, the uh, the priestess, sorceress, goddess, um, all of that. He-Man playset came before any of the comics, any of the cartoons, any of that. It was a Mattel toy. And the idea was that Castle Grayskull was neutral. So on one side, it had the big scary skull, so it could be the bad guy's fortress. And on the back side, it was like a rock for- fortress that was like warm colors and all of that. And... Uh, the idea was that it could be whatever you wanted it to be. If you wanted it to be Skeletor's evil kingdom, it could be. If you wanted it to be He-Man's defensive post, it could be. Oh. Also, fun fact, as the action figures, Tila doubled as the goddess slash priestess slash empress. Really? Yes. Uh, apparently, Mattel wasn't sure boys would want to play with a girl action figure. So they made her a <laughs> warrior, but she also came with, like, you could swap out her accessories and basically make her a damsel in distress. Interesting. Hmm. And I know Skeletor also had a Snake Mountain, because I remember we had that as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, <gasps> but when we come back, what? we have more beer. What? Fun facts. <gasps> and what we learned from Masters of the Universe. Hi, this is Johnny Sue McGinley, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies. All the best. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. No big whoop? No, no big whoop at all. So that's What Were They Thinking? You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, Also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first hi guys we interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast wait wait isn't this playing on somebody else's show exactly so then how are we i thought we were their new favorite podcast well we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show what's our show called justine superiority complex yeah where can they find us Patrick. Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex. And you can go to Facebook.com 
slash soup complex. But our main page is on Podbean. And you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't the same. You tried. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No. But I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T. Heemcast. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve. Those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Oh, she said it! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> mm. Those are so good, but I'm a little harsh, baby. You got a little something to drink? No, I'm sorry. Oh. Never mind, I do! Oh, yay! <laughs> with my emotions. We have from Samuel Smith's Organic Chocolate Stout. Malt beverage with natural flavor added. Samuel Smith's Brewing, Tadcaster, and Yorks. Okay. (laughs) Samuel Smith is English. Yeah, yeah, totally. Brewed with water from the original brewery well sunk in 1758, the gently roasted organic chocolate malt and real organic cocoa used in this ale to impart delicious, smooth, and creamy character with inviting deep flavors and a delightful finish. This is a perfect marriage of satisfying stout and luxurious chocolate that will lead to smiles and refills. Samuel Smith's brewing is a tradition in traditional coppers using a stone Yorkshire squares for fermentation and ships every bottle from brewery with great pride. 5% alcohol by volume. All right, now try it with an English accent. Oi, oi, then! <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello! Hello, hello! Man, <laughs> <laughs> with water! <laughs> I just popped the top. <laughs> oh, is, is that the, not the British accent you wanted me to have? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so sexy. Well, the sexiest accents, I do say! <laughs> oi, there, bird! Well, they can tell puff! Oh, he scared the cat. Very good. I heard I'm going to pop my top. Oh, my top. Ooh, there's a bottle cap for you. Ooh, pretty. All right. And the pour. Yeah. Ooh, it's nice and dark. It's got some ruby highlights. That is a pretty beer. Ooh, it's got a nice khaki colored head. Lots of tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles make Oh my God, it smells like chocolate. It smells like dark chocolate. Ooh, yeah. It smells so chocolatey. Steve's going in for the sip. Going straight from the bottle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is very chocolatey. Does it taste like chocolate? It totally does. Yeah, it's very malt forward. Holy shit, that tastes like a brownie. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like a dark chocolate brownie. Like with... Yeah. But 5% alcohol, so hey. (laughs) (laughs) It's... You know what? It, It tastes like those Bailey's brownies. Like when people make the mm. the brownies with the Bailey sauce, yeah, yeah. God damn, that's good. We need to drink this more often, babe. Yeah, shit. I don't think it was that expensive either. 
To the buffalo! Not bad for organic. <laughs> <laughs> it'll do. It'll do. Do you have any fun <clears throat> facts? Super fun facts? Because they're fun, fun facts. As a matter of fact, I do. What? So, uh, Dolph Lundgren was contractually obligated to have three chances to dub his own lines. Oh, shit. He seemed to do pretty good. I, yeah. I, if, if someone else was doing them, I couldn't tell, uh... When, when they switched them out, really. <laughs> You're going to do this three separate times, just in case. You get three chances, doll. Just just <laughs> take it nice and slow. <laughs> I have a degree in rocket surgery. I think I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> thought you were Swedish. What's with the Austrian thing? I've this been hanging out Swedish, with Bono. <laughs> this is a Swedish accent. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> no, that right. was Icelandic. Oh, that's right. Uh, Mattel, the toy company that produced the original He-Man toys, what? ran a contest where the winner would get a role in the new He-Man movie. But oh, since shit. the movie was already under the gun to be finished in time and over budget, director Gary Goddard had to squeeze in the contest winner into the shoot. The winner, Richard Zapolder, or Zaponder, uh, S-Z-P-O-N-D-R, uh, is featured as Pig Boy, who, who hands Skeletor his staff when he returns from Earth. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Right? All right, this is one of my favorites. A sequel to the film, which was to be titled Masters of the Universe 2, Cyborg, yeah. was written and followed He-Man, who returned to Earth to battle Skeletor, who, was, who has left Earth as a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Ooh, and the shit. film was to feature Trapjaw and She-Ra, and Albert Pune was hired to direct. Pune, Pune, Pune. But because of the film bombing at the box office, apparently, Mattel and Cannon decided to cancel production on the sequel... And instead, that script became Cyborg, <gasps> the Jean-Claude Van Damme yes! vehicle from 1989. Yes! Used, and that's why uh, the bad guy in that has uh -huh. uh, basically Blade from this movie's outfit. Like yeah. all the chainmail. And... Oh, that's so fucking awesome. Yeah. Actress Christina Pickles, who played the sorceress in Pickles. this movie, uh, she plays the mother of Courtney Cox's character on the television series Friends. Hey! So, so yeah, they work together again later. Because of the financial difficulties, Canon Cinema made a decision to discontinue all filming three days before its scheduled end, leaving the movie in a bit of a quandary. Oh, shit. All the climactic scenes were completed except the final battle and the resolution between He-Man and Skeletor. After two months, Canon Cinema executives allowed uh, Gary Goddard to film the ending in a complete, albeit rushed manner, which is... Why that final battle, it's all backlit. It's probably mostly stunt people fighting. Oh, yeah. Uh, director Gary Goddard only mentions Dolph Lundgren twice in his audio commentary. I'll check that. Uh, rumors have circulated that Goddard and Lundgren did not get along during filming, partly because of Goddard's disappointment in not being able to secure Matthew Modine for the <gasps> role of He-Man. As uh, Dolph what? Lundgren had already been cast when Goddard was hired. Oh, this movie would be so different. It would be completely fucking different with Matthew Modine oh, as He-Man. Oh, that would have been a good movie too, though. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, I maybe work out a little bit. I don't know. Like, uh, I'm just thinking of, you know, Matthew Modine. He was Joker from uh, Full Metal Jacket yeah. and uh, Cutthroat Island. You know, the, the, yeah. The Sebastian looking, or the <laughs> West, West, Dread Pirate Wesley looking yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's weird. So, there was no killing allowed in this movie. Well, yeah, no, it's for children. However, the body count in this movie? Yeah. 43. Woo! 
Uh, but of course, there's mostly stormtroopers. Uh, that Sauron guy that got vaporized, mm-hmm. and um, I'm not sure if it includes Julie's parents, <laughs> but uh, you never know. <laughs> if it doesn't, I'm disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> so, babe. What did we learn from Masters of the Universe? Oh, the Gary Goddard is a god. Yes! And Dolph Lundgren is He-Man. Dolph Lundgren is He-Man. I don't know if that Matthew Modine would have been able to to pull it off. You know what? I would have given him a chance. Hey, there's still time. Hey! (laughs) I learned, uh, I must possess all, or I possess nothing! As Skeletor (laughs) taught me over the years. I learned that, uh... The the answer to everything and trans, tra, uh, transporting yourself through the universe and all that is music. Music is a universal language. That's right. The universe is music. I also learned never think when you're hungry. Nope. Never think when you're hungry, Steve. <laughs> Always go eat the flesh of an animal. That's right. I also learned Eternians are vegetarians. Yeah. That was another thing that was kind of like, oh, really? Because you live in a barren fucking wasteland. Where are all these vegetables you're eating? It's a lot of tofu for He-Man to get that protein for working out. Where are they growing it? Did you see any, to- any like, wet fields? I, I don't know. Did you even see so much as a shrub? Nope. Mushroom uh, farms. Underground no, no. mushroom farms? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe in caves or something. Maybe they just li- they live off fungus. Hmm. Fungus I'm sure they have some sort of protein supplement. Or some sort of protein-giving organism that they can You know what, the rocks are rocks. made of protein. That's it. Yeah, you just, like, crush them together. They're just solidified protein powder. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everybody's in such phenomenal shape. Yeah, that's true. Except for Pig Boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Obviously, I love this movie. Hopefully oh God, you've enjoyed yes. it. If you haven't seen it, just check it the fuck out. Go watch this stupid movie, guys. You're gonna you'll enjoy it. It's probably streaming somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's not hard to come by. <laughs> this this isn't one of those like oh man, it's so and so's first film, and you can only order it from this like Swiss bank account that like <laughs> if you deposit money, then they like send you a bootleg DVD. I don't know, I'm is, trying to, is, like, is make that it stuff seem... on the interwebs? It is it's something on the interwebs, I'm sure. Something. I, I think you're getting scammed. <laughs> no, no, I put my money in the Swiss bank account, and then they sent me the DVD. Mm. But, yeah, it's not one of those. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I mean, that's how we got our copy, but that's not how you can get, like, any Oh, no, copy. I've had mine since, like, 98. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what? Six bucks? Sold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those good old uh, Walmart Mart five and six dollar exactly. bins. Yeah, but yeah, you can uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at EILF Movies. That's everything, everything I learned, I learned from, from movies. movies. Uh, check out our Patreon page. Just two dollars a month, and you get access to Patreon exclusive episodes and early access. What? And here in the shortest month, that means our special Patreon exclusive episode of Willow. Willow! 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 That's right. Uh, it's pretty fucking awesome. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> but yeah, and if you're looking for uh, art, um, oh, there was that one Etsy page. What was it called, babe? Oh, Big Penises. Or Untidy Penis? Untidy Venus! Oh, shit, Like that's a it. goddess who's really bad at housekeeping. Steve, am I a goddess? Yes. Am I bad at housekeeping? Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's untidyvenus.etsy.com. Do your question, my goddess head. I am a goddess. What can they find there, babe? <laughs> All of my goddess goods! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I have movie monsters who love kittens. I've got Pokemon art. I have Mother's Day art. I have all kinds of fun stuff on there. I mostly do watercolors. I have some enamel pins. Soon there's going to be even more, so make sure you like it and follow it. Yeah. So until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything Everything I Learned from from Movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Night, everybody. Night, pickles. Sleep now. You can sleep now.